So do you even have to own a Jeep to be a Jeeper? Oh, that's I a good have, question. I had a point in life where since I started getting the Wranglers, where I didn't own one, and I have friends who've had them, sold them, went years without them, and then got back into them. But they're out there riding with people all the time. They'll come garage and wrench on them. They still got the passion. They got the Jeep gear and everything. We introduce regular product giveaways happening here on the Jeep Talk Show. Every month and sometimes every week, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast will be giving you, the listener, a chance to win serious gear from major companies that you know, love, and trust. You want a chance to win tires, suspension components, maybe more? Listen every week for your chance to win big. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in. Well, hi-dee-ho, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show Roundtable episode. And if you're keeping track at home, this is episode 597. Of course, if uh, you went to, uh, let's look on your screen, you probably see 597. But we often don't say that uh, very often here on the show. We we started off with, uh, the, I mean, we would say that the beginning of every episode uh, way back when. And then pretty soon, I guess once we got over 200, it was like, eh, there's a bunch of them, you know, uh, keep up with it if you want to. So I want to start off with a, a quick uh, status update with my wife. My wife is doing very well. We uh, went to the doctor this uh, this past uh, week. God, I'm trying to remember. I think it was uh, Tuesday. No, when was it? Monday? Yeah, it was Monday. I'm trying to remember what day it is. It's Tuesday, damn it. Uh, that's the the night that we record on is Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. If you if you want to be uh, if you want to like to join in here uh, with the Zoom people. Uh, but anyway, we went to the doctor and uh, she's doing, he said she's doing really good. Uh, I've been uh, taking care of uh, packing her wound and making sure that uh, any infection that was in there is uh, coming out. And he says it looks really good that uh, just uh, pack some, some gauze in there for uh, a couple more days. That'll be uh, uh, tomorrow, I think, will be the second day. And then uh, we will be done with packing. And he says that it should be uh, healed up, uh, not completely, of course, but sealed up uh, by this weekend. So that's going to be really cool. She's doing a lot better getting around. It doesn't uh, cause her as much pain. Uh, but uh, so it uh, looks like all the infections away. She's going to get healed up and uh, uh, should be good to go. Uh, and I, I told her that we're going to have to go someplace, uh, take a drive in the Gladiator someplace, and uh, just go do a little adventure here once uh, she's completely healed up because she's going to be sore and having problems uh moving around or bouncing around especially uh in the gladiator uh if we uh, if we try to do it too soon so probably a couple more a couple more weeks maybe three weeks so uh big announcement we we made this previously uh, and if you've been on our discord server uh you've probably seen some stuff about it you probably saw something about it before it was actually announced on the show because uh, I was getting everybody's feedback on the Discord server, what they thought about having a, uh, a fourth episode, a fourth weekly episode. So starting next week, the Jeep Talk Show will be publishing four weekly episodes, and the crowd goes mild. Many of you have uh, asked for longer episodes and more episodes, more ep- weekly episodes, and we've tried to keep up with your appetite. The interview episodes will be released every Thursday 
This will start on May 5th, episode 601, and w- then we'll have uh, episodes on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Yep, Jeep Talk Show, four days a week. All right, we have a winner. The next entire USA giveaway has a winner. Listen to this Friday's episode, 598, to see if it's you. JKS Manufacturing is our next big giveaway happening this week. Yep, that's uh, three weeks and three giveaways from major manufacturers. And of course, this week's giveaway will be from JKS Manufacturing. JKS knows Jeeps. For more than 30 years, JKS has been an innovator and leader in the Jeep aftermarket engineering quality suspension solutions for popular Jeep vehicles. What started with the development of original quick disconnect sway bar disconnects system in 1989 has expanded to offer several innovative products for recreation and race use. From ACOS adjustable coilover spacers to Flex Connect tunable sway bar links, heavy duty adjustable track bars, and a variety of J-Spec suspension systems featuring Fox shocks. JKS Manufacturing, high quality products engineered to enhance the performance, comfort, and capability of your Jeep. All products are designed, uh, engineering, tested, and manufacturing products right here in the USA to build higher standard outperform whether you uh, use on your daily or uh, your daily driver or weekend warrior. Get more from your Jeep with JKS Manufacturing. I've got those ACOSs on my uh, XJ and I've got the uh, quick disconnects uh, from JKS on the Gladiator. Uh, <laughs> strangely enough, it did not go with that on the XJ. I guess it's just... Uh, they were pretty pricey, and uh, uh, but uh, with the Gladiator, I guess it just kind of made sense. The Gladiator is pretty pricey too. So, are you new to the roundtable? Perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting invite and. Uh, uh, information subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact you'll see the little uh newsletter thing there you can just click and uh, subscribe we now join the zoom meeting which is already in progress please keep in mind that what you're about to hear is completely unrehearsed uh the opinions may be strong and may or may not reflect the opinion of the jeep talk show well knights of the round table remember to say your name and location the first time that you speak welcome everybody I okay, nobody said their name and location. You you spoke and you didn't say your name and location. <laughs> you should you guys should do the wrong name some some night. That would just really screw with uh, with me. Actually, do it whenever uh, Tammy's here because she'll be really confused. All right, so this was a bit of a chat uh, that uh, I, I think we had on on Discord. I think that it came up on Discord and it was kind of a back and forth. Uh, is the Jeep Scrambler? A truck. This is Chris from Detroit, and I say yes. It is. It was a truck. It still is a truck. Why is that, Chris? Why do you think that uh, contrast and compare? <laughs> well, it uh, it's got a five foot bed. It it has a, a box like a truck. Uh, I uh, it uh, I know it, uh, and I know it's somebody you interviewed recently, Tony um, Pat Foster uh, wrote the story of Jeep, one of my favorite books on jeep and it it explains uh, or at least according to pat it was a flop because jeep failed to market it as a truck and one of the big things that he notes is it wasn't it was created to compete with the japanese small pickups in the early 80s and they didn't offer a two-wheel drive option because it was based on the cj7 
so it it didn't get traction as a truck and uh, according to to pat uh, they failed to market as a truck and it was about seventy two hundred dollars sticker uh, which was a, a little pricey for a, a pickup truck at that time but yet it was a four-wheel drive and it it just a lot of people mistook it as a cj because it didn't come uh, standard with the top so it, it you could if you weren't educated think it was just a, another cj7 right and you're saying a lot of things that are very reminiscent of the gladiator between the uh, the wrangler and the the jl wrangler and the gladiator they they look very much the same uh from uh, from the front uh i think uh, and i think i've said this before the gladiator is is kind of like a reverse uh, a mohawk it, not mohawk what is it the uh mullet mullet yeah a reverse mullet it uh, it's business up front and party in the back that is a mullet <laughs> the other way around it's the other way around party the, the the work is in the back so anyway um so what what who else has an uh, opinion on this where's chuck i know chuck has an opinion on this because he's got one uh, stop doing farm work yeah <laughs> well he's got a wild planter tonight he said so he won't be here oh okay this is and the scrambler is a stretched out cj7 who so is that guy another rainbow <laughs> anyways steve from chicago you know it's interesting because it's, it's it's one of the first crosses right you got you got a seat in the back and it, it was just multifunction, but to Chris's point, I don't think they ever really marketed it. But you got to you got to recognize the fact that it was driven by Ronald Reagan. He had yep. a blue scrambler, yep. one of the best ones there ever was, and original original American Nikon right there, right? Baby blue though, kind of a blue powder blue, kind of of a powder blue. <laughs> did, did did it come with a seat in the back though? I did that. I didn't know. I thought there was a divider, like a, a bed divider, or there is. I mean, I don't believe it came with a bulkhead. No. So is a El Camino a truck? El Camino is an El Camino. Uh, an abomination, John. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a mashup, right? It's a that that just happens to be a mashup between a, a car and a truck. But I mean, it was. I mean, the CJ7 was it was the Scrambler was still body on frame with a bed. You can get it with a V8 up front and four-wheel drive. I mean, that's that's about as truck as you get. Now, hold yeah. on, Jim. This is Larry from St. Louis. Now, if you, when, you, when you take the El Camino and you put it on the truck chassis, it's definitely a truck. <laughs> no, I 100% agree with that. I think the Scrambler was more of a truck than that was. So if you consider right. that a truck, um, just simply because, well, to me, I like the, the body on frame. I mean, the El, El Camino to me is more kind of like that Honda Ridgeline crap that's a minivan with half cut off or whatever nowadays um, so I, I i go for this is jim from east of dallas i go for three things that make a truck actually a truck one is a separated body and cab two is body on frame and three is having a live rear axle because independent rear suspension is not a truck it's not really for 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 carrying things is it if you have independent suspension on the rear right so so, so why does the why does the bed have to be detached from the cab i mean i know uh the the full-size pickups are all, all always that way although i guess there was maybe some some hybrids that are out now that aren't that way but why does the why does the the bed have to be able to come off is that so that you can do a, a flat bed and change it around so that it's a, a work vehicle 
No, actually, um, it's for the load capacity in the bed. Because if it's combined with the cab, when you put a heavy load in the bed, it's going to warp the metal between the cab and the and the bot the the bed. Okay. okay. Because the body, there's a certain amount of you know give and take. And I think that's why you know you st still even today all of our pickup trucks that are meant for heavy loads putting you know two thousand pounds in the bed they're going to have a separated bed for that reason because there is a certain amount of give that happens between the body mounts and the pucks that you know that have that slight separation from well, the frame. Is rear steer. <laughs> well, then it's a crawler and it's not a truck either. Oh no, you can't say that because Silverados for a while had rear steer in them. Well, so you're talking about two degrees of rear steer. That doesn't matter. At 95, <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> if, a, if a car, so if a Jeep doesn't have a separated bed, so a, a, just just take a Jeep, take take a, a, a Wrangler. Is that a car or a truck? Station wagon. It must be a station wagon. Oh, it's a four-door, it's a station wagon. It's a, car, it's a Jeep. Uh, no, but but Whoa. so it, nobody wants to call their Jeep a car, and and more than likely people might say your Jeep might be a truck, but it's is it, it it doesn't have a separated bed, so that by definition, Jimmy, what you're saying, a Jeep's just a car again. But they, neither does any SUV on the market. Does mean that mean every SUV on the market is a car? Well, I tend to call SUVs cars, but I don't like to call my Jeep a car. Do you call it an SUV? No. It's a Jeep. Yeah. Because Jeeps are uh, utility vehicles and uh, have never, aside from I the Scrambler, it, even the I Scrambler wasn't true. actually done. The actual pickup truck they made, the J-Series truck, had a separated bed, had the, the live yeah. rear axle, had, you know, it was body on frame. So, I mean, like, that, it, all three things fit. The Scrambler is kind of like a Maverick. <laughs> kind of like a, a ridgeline. Wait, the new Maverick or the old Maverick? Oh, it's going to be new the new Maverick. One. What about the Comanche? Comanche that um, was, that's bad was not frame. a truck. Well, no, it's bed on frame. It's a separate well, no, it, head. It, it, the bed was well, on the frame. It's, 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 it's in a really weird place because <laughs> it was body on frame. I had My first vehicle was a Comanche. It was body on frame for the bed, yeah. but the the cab was unibody. That's right, but but it meets yes. your qualifications. It, it's a separated bed. It's got a wall. Uh, it's, Compact it's, truck. It's body on frame. Yeah, I guess it has to be because <laughs> the body is on frame. I mean, you can change your your the 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 rules now if it doesn't fit. But I mean, based on the, what you were saying, the Comanche is a truck. <laughs> changing the changing the word. It's in a very gray area, but it, no, I guess no it gray. it's my definition. Your rules, your definitions were very clear. <laughs> <laughs> and just remember this has been recorded i like comanches i like them a lot i would love to have one and then upgrade it to uh, you know 97 plus uh, status although they're so old now it would almost be a crime to uh, butcher it from its original configuration yeah i i would wish i could get them. they're so expensive when you find them now yeah. unless they're rusted out um it's just impossible like I, well not impossible but i'm just i'm just not willing to put that kind of money it's just like trying to get a scrambler nowadays right you know i think for the funny part about the, the whole topic in general was the fact that when they built the gladiator today they did do the separate bed they didn't take the scrambler approach and do kind of an extension in the wrangler and everything else they made it an actual separate bed so 
along kind of the lines of what Jimmy's talking about there that that is interesting they, well, they kind of put those same rules when they made the gladiator well when i asked about why why do you have to have a separate bed and he said for hauling a jeep really paid attention to how much hauling and towing the gladiator was going to be able to do and frankly i'm surprised uh at, the, at how much you can i mean i haven't personally done it but, but looking on youtube videos and reading online i'm really surprised at how good uh, uh, uh how much it can tow and how much it can haul Hey, how long is the bed in the Gladiator? I was talking to a buddy who's got a Tacoma today about that. I, think I knew it's really close to five feet. I think it is five feet. I think it is a five-foot bed. I haven't yes. measured it. So, And this kind of brings me back to the whole reason uh, that I was originally talking about this uh, the Scrambler was uh, that, that we thought that the Gladiator was going to be named Scrambler. It just made sense to me. What little I knew about the Scrambler, it just really made the sense that this is just a reincarnation of uh the uh the scrambler the 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 one that was in uh, you know came out in the 80s and stuff and uh, i mean gladiator's a good name uh there's nothing wrong with that but i think i don't know anything about the original gladiators but i don't think there's there's as much in common between the uh the 60s model gladiator and uh the the, the current gladiator i think there's more going along with the jeep, jeep scrambler does does anybody here have any uh 60s models uh gladiator information that you could uh uh support that or not need to go in the other room and get the book that chris was talking about i got yeah. it on my table <laughs> i don't even know if chuck knows anything about the gladiators always oh, said well the one thing i remember though that's that was interesting i don't know if it was the same for all gladiator names but the j series truck you actually had Kind of like the big three do, where you've got the half tons, the three quarter tons, you've got different sizes. Mm -hmm. um, you actually had like J tens, J twenties, J thirties. Would be heavier duty as you kind of went along. You get that right. So I'm surprised that Gladiator, when they built that, like they did not leave any room for that. I'm glad, like they knew that was going to be mid sized truck. We weren't going to grow it. We weren't going to try to compete with with Ford or Chevy or anything like that on the half ton trucks or the the full size trucks. Um, but that was that was one thing about the J series trucks that was kind of nice. Like you can get a, a J twenty or a J thirty, and they were much beefier than than the J tens. Yeah, but in all fairness, though, that even if you were to make that a three quarter ton or a one ton, it doesn't have the bed or anything on it to to be able to support the weight. You know, if you want to do more with it, right? It was built on a smaller platform, if you will. I I, I believe they went with the Gladiator name because we all. We all want a scrambler. I think each one of us would take one if, if somebody would give it to us or if we could afford one. But oh, yeah. uh, I, I think looking back, it just wasn't a success like many things. We, it's, it's a collector's item now, but it, it was pretty short-lived. And I believe the Gladiator, I know, had a longer uh, a longer run life in the production. And it's it's a real pickup. Getting back to Tony's, Tony's point about is a scrambler a real pickup? And the, there's no question the Gladiator was a pickup, and, and they wanted to bring back a a Jeep pickup and use the Gladiator name, in my my opinion. And, and everything old is new again. I mean, if you look at everything they revived over the last few years, the Gladiators, Mavericks, yeah, they, 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 they probably had to make up for calling the Renegade the Renegade, really. I mean, they, they didn't want to make that mistake again. <laughs> well, one thing they got kind of similar to the actual real full-size trucks or whatever, um be careful using the word real there you won't trigger anybody but um <laughs> is the price i mean they're at the price point of a silverado or an f-150 or a rare i mean they're 
they're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Have you looked at the They're right on par with everything else in the mid-sized market. That's yeah, true. but well, but I'm true. But I think that well, where is it compared to the the coma though? I mean, what's the price comparison between what's a, what's a coma? Oh well, for if you if you get one new, I think they're four wheel drive minimum kind of model or whatever. You're probably high thirties, low forties, right? That's what I would think. Now, it, obviously, you add more features, get more whatever. But just thinking like bare bones SR5 or, or below or whatever four wheel drive, you're high thirties, mid forties. I don't know. You don't have the off-road capability in the SR5. I've talked to enough Toyota guys. I guess the SR5 version is really lacking even the TRD, and that's not even the TRD Pro. Right. I'm just talking about from a price point of a combo vehicle that's a truck and off-road, whatever. But just there, The Gladiator Sport S is, what, what is the, if you stripped it down like the bare bones, what's the entry-level price point? You're still in the 40s, right? The low 40s? Four, 42, 43, I believe. So basically, kind of the F one fifty XL or whatever price point. Yeah, but it's not made completely out of aluminum, so it's better. Oh, I agree. It's better than <laughs> just. Well, uh, and, and my, my why don't you take target price point is is really so high. Just take into account like the only things that really off road have even close to and will will still probably fail when it comes to off roading. In comparison, you're looking at what for mid size. You're looking at the Bison, uh, the TRD Pro, which really isn't takes massive uh modifications to be able to catch up um i think that's about it i mean in the mid-size market and you're in that same price point as you get in a, in a rubicon type gladiator the to- toyota tacoma trd pro its starting price is forty six thousand dollars just so you all know and the equivalent would be what the rubicon or from the gladiator point of view I, I don't know so, the yeah. TRD Pro. It's just it's only it doesn't even have a locking rear axle. Yeah, it has, so, a but it doesn't have a locking front, front axle unless you correct. But you have to be on level ground to engage it. And, well, it's kind of going the Bronco model, right? It's got the uh, the stability control that's supposed to be super intelligent to function like a locker or whatever with power transfer or whatever. So, I mean, the whole the only way I was giving that is we say is a Camler kind of a truck there's a lot of things that comprise that it's what you mentioned jimmy but it's also kind of the target audience and and what it's being designed to do and when you start talking about tow haul or um off-road or you know payload or whatever you put in there um it's going to compare to so many different vehicles it's going to compare to wranglers it's going to compare to tacomas it's going to compare to f-150 and silverados and price i mean it's kind of funny how it compares to everything yeah but at the same time like it still has multiple things that those don't have even cape are even capable of getting like a convertible right uh solid front axle locking front axle in the mid-size range so comparing the scrambler to the same competition i guess that was around that same time point is what i'm looking at right that's the Mm -hmm. comparison i'm trying to make so i'm asking what was the truck at that point it was what the f100 ranger maybe it was the f150 by then right the Chevy, God, you had the basic ones out there, and you know what was it in comparison to those? Were they as good as they did with the Gladiator, where they gave it enough payload and they gave it enough towing? I don't know what the Scrambler's towing and stuff was. I don't think it was that good, right? It was, it was pretty, pretty limited. So, probably a few people. 
So, so functionality wise is the truck. It has a bed. That's, that's what we'll all agree on. Jimmy mm -hmm. says it was a truck. No, it's not a truck. Doesn't have a bulkhead. Separated, separated bed. I think it's a scrambler. Like, I don't think it's you a can scrambler. It. You can't it is put something it in that. very cool. I yeah. will never stop not say it's not something very cool. I'm not saying it's not very utilitarian. I'm just saying it's not a truck. I think it's close to you. <laughs> All right. Well, good enough. Um, that was a nice rousing uh, conversation about the scrambler. Is it a truck or not? Uh, <laughs> so if I, I say it's got a bed. It's got those little grooves in the uh, the bed of it. So it's a truck to me. So can uh, the for our next little question here, can someone be a jeeper and not go off road? Yes. Trigger trigger warning. <laughs> Absolutely. I've had this conversation and actually talked my son down because he was he was getting out of people about it. <laughs> this is great. So he was uh I guess he's uh he's pro dad then and pro Jeep. So so yes. Jimmy, if someone's driving one of the new renegades, are they a jeeper? Yep. Oh if you own a Jeep, you are a jeeper. Whether you like someone else's idea of what a jeeper is or not, they are a jeeper because they have a jeep. J Jimmy, are you going to announce your 2024 bid for president now on the show, or are you going to wait? Make us wait. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Does that mean I have to wave at them all? <laughs> oh, he's got to wait till he gets all his ducks in, so he can put ducks on every Jeep he sees. I mean, I certainly, I certainly understand the 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 idea that if it says Jeep on it, it's a Jeep. I mean, technically, that's correct. But in our heart, what is it? And and uh, to me, a Renegade is just not. I don't mind people buying a Renegade. The the new ones we're talking about, of course. Uh, I don't mind anybody if that's what they want. I just don't think the 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 quality and the it won't have the same ability uh, to go off road that uh, the 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 Jeeps that we buy do. And if it's they the if they go into it, yeah, if they go into it f with full knowledge that it's not really an off road capable Jeep, although it is in some some situations, as long as they go into it, um, I just feel bad when people start uh, modifying them uh, and spending a lot of money. Uh, for off-road stuff whenever it's not really going to be off-road. But then again, most Jeeps aren't taken off-road, even the capable ones. This is Luton Lenny from Ohio. Uh, and my my point to that is that's why they have classifications on trails. Like, you're not going to take a, a stock Renegade, Jeep Renegade, the newer one, onto a Black Diamond Trail. You can take it on the easy trails, but, I mean, you buy things knowing on what you can do with it stock. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, hope, I'm just the hoping they know would, because whenever they are, they're advertised, to me, they really aren't advertised with, this isn't the Jeep you may want. If you're thinking you're buying a, a Jeep with the same abilities and heritage as uh, the Wranglers, the Gladiator, the Scramblers, the, the original Renegade, all those things, they, they don't go out of their way to mention that because it's going to hurt sales. I, it, I, I'm just afraid that people are buying these things and expecting something more. No, I get it. When I was uh, the first time I went to Hidden Falls, I aired down next to a guy in a renegade and he was, you know, just ready to climb all over hope because it was I, I, and all the mods were fresh on her. And uh, he was there with a renegade group from a renegade forum. Oh, God. And they were so all going out into Hidden Falls. And he didn't even have like a trailhawk version. And they all went out. I mean, they had to stay in the easy stuff, but. You know what? Just he he wanted a Wrangler. He didn't have the money. He could afford it. Right. 
So he got a renegade and he has that enthusiasm, which is what makes him a jeeper. Exactly. It's the enthusiasm for the brand. It's, 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 I have been a jeeper my entire life. My entire family has had jeeps at some point. And, and I didn't get a, I, I, I've been a jeeper for what, 10 years before I even got a four wheel drive Jeep. My Comanche was two wheel drive, but I still went out and pulled people out of holes in the middle of the snowstorms in, in, you know, the Chicago suburbs when it was snowing out. I found so, out that a, a, a YJ with bald tires and four wheel drive was about the same as a Comanche with two wheel drive and good tire. <laughs> so I was in, in Colorado on Yankee Boy Basin, just outside of URA. And there was a renegade that was set up for overlanding. And there was this couple out of Canada that had Canada plates and everything. And they had a, a infant baby, like in a car seat with them. And they were camping out of that. And the whole back was an overland set up with fridge and pull-out drawers. And they were going up, you oh know, my, the same stuff I was going. Oh, my God. Renegades are yeah, tiny, too. <laughs> they, they got yeah, it out there. And they, were, they were going to town. I mean, that was, that was impressive. I mean, that was – they really wanted to get out. It was, it's really about – you know, kind of that quintessential freedom moment, the ability to go do something and feel like you can. But right. Right. That's kind of like my mm. point from the, from the standpoint of every Jeep does something a little bit differently. You never, you're not going to build that renegade up to be a hardcore rock crawler, but it's great. They see a lot of built up for overlanding and getting out. And, and uh, each one has kind of got its own thing. And I think that's what makes it. Are you getting out? enjoying your vehicle which that's what more makes you the jeeper than anything else so this cd jeep out of uh, southern colorado we i think we're avoiding a couple of models here um what happened to the patriot and compass mm -hmm. Did they found still a jeep compass, it had compass went name. off in the wrong direction yes it no, did. it's the same as the <laughs> renegade i mean it's, it's no different yeah yeah, no. Uh, I would say that the, the, the Liberty, the Patriot. I would say oh, sorry, the Liberty, the Commander. Uh, there was a, there was a series of them. The uh, the, the even with they went with a more square body looking uh, Liberty that it looked better, it looked more jeepy, but it was still uh, IFS. And that's really the, the the problem I have with it. I mean, put a Renegade on leaf springs, I might like it. I told my wife the other day that if I ever hit the lottery, I'm just going to build up. Uh, all kinds of weird vehicles to go off-road with just so I can get, make people have an attitude with me off-road. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, so you could just get a Toyota. Anybody in the new Grand Wagoneer considered a Jeeper? Because you know, any, you never going to see any of those off-road. No. I, but it's a sub-brand. Wagoneer isn't actually a Jeep anymore, is it? Because that was part of their speech when they, when they did the announcement. It's not a Jeep. It's Wagoneer. But I guess you could say the same thing about like you say nobody's gonna take that off road or whatever. But I see Lexus LX five seventies and GX four sixties. I don't. We see them at Hidden Falls. I mean, luxury, big, there there'll still be people that take them out there. Oh sure, and they and they well, that's what they should be able to do if that's if that's what they want to do. It's just, um, well, I, I I guess I guess the answer here, going back to the original question, can someone be a jeeper and not go off road? Uh, I Absolutely. guess it doesn't really require. Maybe it's just a love of Jeeps. And from what you guys are saying, it's any Jeep. I think this it's is, uh, in the lifestyle. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Uh, this is Bob from uh, Colorado, since I didn't say it earlier. Uh, <laughs> although if any of you don't know my voice by now, it's I don't know how. It's pretty distinct. So do you even have to own a Jeep to be a Jeeper? Oh, that's I a good have, question. I had a point in life where since I started getting the Wranglers, 
where I didn't own one. And I have friends who've had them, sold them, went years without them, and then got back into them. But they're out there riding with people all the time. They'll come to the garage and wrench on them. They still got the passion. They got the Jeep gear and everything. Just for whatever reason at this point in their life, they don't actually own a Jeep. Okay, well, I, you can modify that then. I mean, if they would have a Jeep, if they could, would they? Oh, yeah. I'd say they're a cheaper then. I mean, it's an enthusiast thing. Is Are you an enthusiast because you own a Ferrari, because you love Ferraris? Well, I, I have three in the garage, so I'm an enthusiast for that. <laughs> <laughs> they're matchbox cars on the toolbox, but they're there. <laughs> well, I, I guess we're all Jeepers before we own a Jeep, and then it just gets worse, <laughs> if you will. Then you get the sickness. Yeah, that's when you get the sickness. It's like, I, I, I'm feeling pretty good. It's time for me to take a, a little health ding here. Let me, let me buy a Jeep. So this actually rolls very well into this next question. Uh, because uh, some of us have really old Jeeps. Some of us have super old Jeeps. But what is the oldest Jeep that you would daily drive? I mean, and, and would you drive any Jeep that you had daily? No, is it daily total stock or is that modded daily? Uh, what is the oldest Jeep you would daily drive? The way I'm looking at this question is, is that uh, problems start to seep in whenever you start uh, having something that's uh, 20, 30 years old. Uh, you know, this electrical issues can occur, uh, reoccurring mechanical issues. It seems like you're always replacing something, uh, this, that, and the other. And it gets kind of old having to repair it to be able to daily drive it, especially if it's a, a being uh, uh, something that you have to depend on. You you got to get back and forth to work, for example. You don't have, think- you don't have a, a, one of the new Renegades to go jump in or a Tesla uh, if, if it breaks down. I'd love to have my old uh, Comanche back. 89 Comanche. Yeah. That thing was awesome. Never had any issues with it. It was simple to work on. It was just a great vehicle. And like you said, you throw anything in the bed and go and daily driver. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'd take my 98 or I4. The I6. I'd take my 98 XJ back in a heartbeat with that four liter. Without a doubt. Bluetooth, air conditioning. And that air conditioning. Well, air conditioning yeah. works as long as the windows still go up and down. Yeah, I would still daily drive my Wagoneer. I would still daily drive my '87 Wagoneer right now if I didn't have like most of my commute at 80 miles an hour. And three speed just doesn't do it. Well, I think I think it, the commute is the big answer to that, right? He said that he had. Uh, if you're daily driving, if you're daily driving in heavy traffic in like a big metro area. Then stop and go in an old CJ at 100 degree temperatures in July in Texas. It's, oh, be a man! It doesn't sound doesn't sound fun. <laughs> I'll be a man on the weekend, but during the week when I'm trying to get back forth to work, you're no, sit- I want you're, you're sitting in the you're sitting in the backyard smoking cigars and you're complaining about Texas heat. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have medians yeah, and ditches in Texas? Yeah, there's this your cosplay right there. <laughs> This is Chip from Illinois. You know, when I heard that question, I started thinking about Wranglers. I mean, a lot of you guys are talking about other body styles. But from a comfort standpoint on a commute, I don't know that I'd want to daily drive anything older than a, probably a TJ if I had much of a commute at all. Right. Yep. Exactly. 
So let me my ask brother you. used to commute in Chicago traffic in his CJ7, and Oof. it had like a 30-pound clutch in it. And he'd get out when he got home, and his he could barely keep his toe from being pointed because he was cramping up so bad half the time. Yeah, I know. That's that's like, see, John, that's being that's called being a man. Yeah. And, and that's that, that's fine, right? I mean, I'm I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay with the uh, the view of other people. Think of, bottom line, though, is you know when I get to work, I might have to go into a meeting, and I don't want a big sweat stain down my back. But, you know. So, bugs in my teeth or whatever it is i mean when you're daily talking about daily driving um like i'm with chip like it's uh, the whatever the version was that would have closing doors and, and air conditioning for for that commuting to work now if i'm daily driving like retired and my daily driving is to go up to you know the local oh, cafe to yeah get go, to, go have morning, coffee in the morning yeah yeah that's a different discussion well, altogether. That's, that's all for show, too. You pull up there, and all the uh, the other old guys hate you because you you're driving a CJ7 or something. So exactly. the, the thing that the gets me is that I was always worried about my driving my XJ, not really from getting back and forth to work, because I can fix pretty much anything within a, a few hours and get and be able to get back to going to work the next day, uh, or limp through to the weekend. But uh, my uh, one of my fears was getting hit, being in an accident. Uh, I see, as you see it all the time, people getting hit with a T-bone because somebody didn't stop at a light or they ran a stop sign, or I would just absolutely hate to lose my 25-year-old vehicle. Could you imagine driving your 89 uh, uh, Comanche and then losing it to some dumbass that wasn't uh, paying attention to what they were doing, or maybe they were getting that final text out before uh, before the accident? We're seeing more and more of those, so up here in the middle of nowhere in rural Colorado, they're coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> but that's not even an age thing because I would tell you in my JK, I worry about that too. Like I don't, I've done a lot of work to it. Yeah, and that's right. I don't want to, don't want to take, that's not even a kind of a classic age thing. That's just, <laughs> that's well, a common fear. That's the danger with Jeeps and race cars. You are, you're not going to ever get the money that you put into it back, which is not the reason why you're making the modifications in the first place. I agree. But um, it, it, you could ha- see a big financial loss, uh, theft or damage or all kinds of things. John, are you keeping all the receipts so you can just lay that out in court uh, so that uh, you know that you, you get the house and everything else that the person that hits you in? Uh, that, oh, well, uh, no- Northridge has all those for me. Right? <laughs> 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 you know, page dedicated to John. <laughs> I bought them their last book. Uh, now, when you jumped in there last week, was your wife looking at the computer screen when you did that? Or because <laughs> oh. mine doesn't. This is all <laughs> D- Disney trip money because they just canceled the trip to go to Disney. Unrelated you know, to all you the know it's, stuff. You the know news. it's bad when your wife wishes you're looking at stuff that you shouldn't be instead of cheap parts. Oh, she slaps in the back of the head. Why don't you look at porn like every other man? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> This is Chris yeah, I, from Kentucky. I, I, go ahead, Chris. I I daily drive my Jeep every now and then. I, I, I wouldn't do it constantly. I mean, I have an old YJ. I have the first generation, 87. So, I mean, but it would just depend on how I feel that day and everything like that. You need an 89 YJ. I hear they're great. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's not here to defend himself. 89, wasn't that the year they came out with the 4.0 on it? The last of the 89s? Oh, I don't know. I just hear they're awesome. 
No, 89 <laughs> still had the uh, 4-2. is same as mine. Yeah, I had one. It had uh, still had it. And the 89YJ, long story short, was awesome. And I was oh. taking another one in art. <laughs> wait, wait. Who, who made out. the transmission? Shout who out to Travis. Who made the transmission for those? It was like a Comanche, like an 87, 88, 90, 90, 89, something like that. Comanche, right? Yeah. Wasn't that a French transmission? Bujo, right? I think the, so. The, the manual was, anyway. The manual was a Bujo. That liked to grenade itself constantly? <clears throat> hey, I'll tell you what. I know how I drive. And while I was kind of gentle on that Jeep, not knowing, learning it, uh, it stood up to everything I did. So... No, I love it. I love YJs. I'm just, I just like poking at you guys. Oh, I don't. I really don't. I'm just saying it survived me. It can't be all bad. That's what I like about the four <laughs> O. I blow up engines, and the four O is stout. You know, one one thing that uh, on the the question about how old is as cars have gotten newer, and as we're looking at the next kind of ones coming up, when you're looking, mm-hmm. especially electric cars, speeds are getting higher, tolerances are getting tighter. And can the uh, can a lot of the older can all the a lot of the older rigs actually keep up with the flow of traffic on where we're going, right? Because when you watch the Tesla take off or something, and then the acceleration that's just insane, especially if they go self driving over. I just I feel like at some point you, you're not going to want to daily drive it. You're just not going to be able to keep up. So my XJ going down I ten, uh, I try to keep it around seventy. Some of that has to do with the uh, the gradual heating whenever it's you know ninety degrees or or, or more outside. Uh, so I would drive it at seventy going back and forth to work. Um, the the Gladiator, oh my God! Even with uh, I mean the the XJ had thirty three twelve uh, twelve and a half by fifteens on it and a lot of uh, armor, a lot of heavy stuff that I've put on there. So, uh, but uh, the the Gladiator with thirty fives. Man, no problem at all. I mean, uh, the the XJ is four fifty six gears. The Gladiator is four tens, and uh, it's it's just a whole different. I mean, th- the way it feels is similar. The engine certainly doesn't sound anything like uh, the the four point The four just has a great sound to me, and the the uh, the, the three six kind of has this cheesy clockwork uh, kind of sound to it. I mean, I, I guess I could uh, ch- change the muffler or something or. Just uh, put a glass back on it. It would sound better. But still, the the engine itself. It doesn't. It doesn't, really. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, when you got to take it off because you've either dented a hole in it or, or like me, you've chopped four and a half inches off of the rear frame and moved everything up and you, there's no room for it anymore, and you have to go aftermarket, it just it never sounds. Never yeah, sounds. I've got custom exhaust from, from the manifolds down because they had to to put the long arms on, and they put a, a, a way more aggressive exhaust on it, and it sounds a little better. But it's still not a good. It's yeah, I wasn't going to try to change it. I mean, it, sometimes when I come to a stop, I think that the uh, uh, the uh, what is it on off start thing? Uh, what do you call Rock it? Start. Stop start. Yeah, I, I'm think I have to look down at the RPM gauge to see if the uh, start stop got turned back on by by some freak of nature. Uh, so yeah, it's very quiet. I don't mind that. And if you've done any, if you've done any long long driving, especially with the old style mud terrains. Uh, and a, a loud uh, exhaust, uh, boy, that that helm stays with you for a few hours once you uh, get to your destination. It's not really a problem until you're trying to go to sleep. But anyway, uh, first world problems. 
All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up with this uh, this last question. Uh, and uh, if you guys have something, maybe uh, the listener out there listening to this, you got something to say. We've got uh, voicemail. We've got uh, uh, email that you can send it in. Uh, just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for all the ways you can contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, we'd like to have you here in the meeting, too, because uh, it's uh, it's fun to have all these opinions and, and see all these faces. Uh, I, and, and I haven't said this in a while, uh, Zoom people. I appreciate you guys taking time on uh, Tuesday night, and I'm sure there's a, a few spouses out there that uh, are saying, you're going to go do that again? What about your family? You don't love us? Come watch this uh, rom-com with me, which is probably That's why you're here. <laughs> So anyway, uh, for our final question tonight, are you coming to the second annual Jeep Talk Show Off-Road Texas event? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'd love to, but I got an event in Moab the weekend before. So. Oh, it's going to drop the Moab thing. Right. <laughs> well, excuses, man. Excuses. It's, this, is, it's this is a good opportunity. Weekend. This is a you good are free that weekend, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, he is. So let me uh, let me play this uh, this great little promo that Josh did for us for the event. It was an event ten years in the making. Two jeepers brought together by a single podcast, and it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad cigars. Jeep, just gross. The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park, brought to you by Nexon Tires, returns for another not, trip. Not again. The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June fourth and fifth. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts. See the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers, too? Oh, yeah, and I suppose you're going to say, you know, while you're in there. The second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the Nexon Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tires. Now, give me some of those. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook. No, that's where you guys have been hiding. So, you know, we've actually had people complain about the inside jokes uh, that we say or the inside facts when it comes to uh, the uh, Hidden Falls, uh, the last one we did in September 2021. So, if if for no other reason, you should come to this event because, you know, there's going to be more inside things that we're going to talk about because we can't help ourselves. It was fun and and things happen when people get together and then you just talk about it. Oh, and we need to do a, a personal invitation to Guy with his YJ to go out there because he was just so much fun. Man, that was awesome. Well, heck yeah, he was entertainment for all. And himself. That was the most important thing. He had a blast. He surprised all of us, including, including himself. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous, but it's just too damn far. Yeah, I wish I was closer. Well, you know, uh, I, I know Chris actually flew down uh, to join us. Uh, it's some sort of child's birthday or something this year, so he's not coming. Lame excuse, I know. Uh, but uh, Chris came down, and uh, he rode with uh, several people. Uh, so you, you don't actually have to bring your Jeep down. Obviously, ideally, that's what you want to do because you want to take your Jeep off-road. But you can still come down and be part of the event. Uh, so, I mean, uh, wouldn't uh, John, didn't you pick up Chris at the airport, at the Austin airport? I, took, I picked him up at the airport, went and got him some beers at a brewery, and I think Andrew picked him up and got a bed at Whataburger, and 
Yeah, we took care of him. I was the one. He wined and dined him. <laughs> I was <laughs> a water burger. He's no longer, no longer a virgin. Someone had to. Yeah. So Did somebody give him a bad guitar, uh, bad uh, cigar. <laughs> no, Josh well, was the only one that got the bad that. cigar. I gave him after all that. He had to share a cab with a pair of lovebirds. <laughs> so Chris, I, I know we've asked this before, but Chris, what was what did you think about the the water burger? Was that the first time you had had one? I liked it. It was the first time that I've had one. That. Yeah, it was it was a very good burger. It tastes even better after the beer, right? Yeah, it did absolutely after after the couple the couple three that I may may have had maybe <laughs> maybe four. <laughs> no, we started drinking at like what two? I think it was that day. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a good time. Yeah, Great Chris time. Chris did a lot of uh, picture taking, so he was in and out of uh, of jeeps. And in fact, you got you actually got in with another group, didn't you? They said, "Who the hell are you?" Get out of my jeep. <laughs> you got a lot, exactly. of good, a lot of good footage while you was there for Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and speaking of, of footage, one of the things, like, my, my daughter absolutely loves it, but um, the, the folks with YouTube channels that we already know are going to be, Larry's going to be there, obviously, and I'm, I'm assuming he's going to make another video of it like he did last time. Yeah, um, You've got uh, one of the upcoming interviews I know you're doing, Tony. I know he's got a video YouTube channel or whatever, and... Um, He's going to be there. So you've got several folks that have channels. So there'll be plenty of documentation or photos. <laughs> documentation but, for the trial. But, yeah. <laughs> but the, the thing is, when you go out jeeping a lot of times, you know, you're, you're jeep, you're, you're wheeling. You don't have time to get out and take pictures all the time. I mean, there's some poser rock and oh, stuff like that. But, God bless but, the people that, that take the time to do that because yeah. it takes away from the fun. You have fun later and, and, and uh, other people have fun because of the work you did, but it's a lot of work. It just really make is. sure that when someone has that hold my beer moment, that you get all of us with cameras there so we can document <laughs> it. <laughs> well, I got a picture of the, the last event. I don't know if I've ever shared that with y'all or whatever, but um, when we got to the top of Wildcat Mountain, if you're not familiar with Hidden Falls, that's like the highest point at Hidden Falls. And when you're up there and you're, they have a whole parking area, and if you go on Instagram or YouTube or anything like that, and you're searching the park, you know, that's the spot you're going to see most of the pictures taken at right. the top. That's where the drone shots. So we were all up there, and they had all the Jeeps lined up with the perfect shot. And I took a picture of the 30 or so people all beside them on the other side with their phones out, cameras out, taking pictures. Yeah, I love those shots. <laughs> it was pretty entertaining. What was it? The uh, It was an old joke of uh, George Carlin said that uh, the, the news reporters are reporting on helitro- helicopter traffic. You remember when the helicopters used to just be thick in the skies for the news? So it was, uh, it was really funny. Turning the camera around to the other side. So, you know, as it relates to the event, I, uh, Tony, one thing I'll tell you, we've got a lot more, I think, kind of planning in this one the first one you know there was a lot of don't know if yeah. show up hey i got a jeep let's go to hidden falls and let's, let's call it something that that was the planning <laughs> exactly this time we've actually got a good uh bill who's who's with us from from the central texas area too and i have been going up there we've got a really good map or route mapped out you've we'll been up be, there you and bill have gone up like three times right to get a good feel oh. for the park and map out the uh, the trails we want to go on oh yeah we got one more trip coming up on the 21st um but it's a uh, it's a real sacrifice. I mean, going wheeling, and, you know, you know, it's, a, it's, it's really rough. It's a, it's a great excuse, but honey, I got to go because Tony's making me do it, you know, so that exactly. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Yeah, but we'll and, have, and, and we'll I want to shout out to every, everybody that's been, because uh, this show has really been uh, me and then uh, Josh, Tammy, and Wendy on Thursday, 
But there's a lot of people, Chris, John, Bill, uh, even uh, Chuck up in uh, Kansas. Uh, there's, and I don't want to miss anybody there, but uh, there's a lot of people helping out uh, with the, the Jeep Talk Show, with the event and just the Jeep Talk Show. And it, it, if, if you guys are seeing a, an improvement in the show, it's uh, largely due to all the assistance that we're getting, free assistance that we're getting. And I, I just want to thank those guys uh, so much for doing that. It's making a big difference for me. Because, uh, you know, I got a job that I got to go to. So having your help is really important. Anyway, John, go ahead. I mean, let's get to the food eventually on this. Oh, yeah. So, and that's what I was going. So we've got a good route mapped out. Bill's done an awesome job with the uh, GPX file that he's kind of building out there that'll be available. So folks can download that, throw it on their Gaia app or whatever app they, they have. Um, and, you know, we've it's, it's a route that we went out with a stock JL and the stock JL went right down the same trail there's some bypass areas it take but um optional lines so there's the fun for everybody on this route it's a really good route um now we're also doing a lot of cooking <laughs> we've got beef galore <laughs> we've got brisket we've got um chicken we're gonna have i'm gonna have quite a bit of chicken out there we're gonna have uh steaks i think for people that are camping out at night or Boat camping, if you want to call it that, if you're staying at the Starlight Motel with the right. rest of it. Oh, by the uh, way, there's there's three of those left. I was looking at it today because I couldn't remember what the occupancy is. I think my uh, my oldest son is going to be coming out there with me, uh, and uh, I wanted to make sure that we could. Uh, I'm planning on Josh being there and uh, my son Danny. So uh, the Starlight will sleep three. You just got to be cozy because it's only uh, it's a bunk bed, and the the bottom bed is a large one. So. Uh, but so, uh, there's there's three Starlight, uh, and uh, there may be other things, but Starlight is about as much as what I want to spend for for, uh, for a room. So, Yep, and the last thing I'll add on there, and that is uh, myself, I'm bringing my, uh, my 12-year-old daughter with me. She's going to come out there, so it's definitely a family-friendly event. So if you've got kids that want to go out there and experience it or whatever, uh, you know, we'll, there'll be other kids out there. So and the, it'll, be a, it'll be a good time. I, Oh, and Larry's bringing his dog. So if you want to bring uh, snacks for his dog, please do, because he needs to gain some weight. <laughs> he's, he's, he's looking a little thin. <laughs> That's a big dog. It's a big, heavy dog. He has a ramp to get in and out of the, uh, out of the Jeep. He's he? down to 116. That's a big dog. Yeah. Look, so are we going to have multiple groups this time? That's the big yep. thing. Are we planning? So, so to add to that, Jimmy, so to, to, we've thought about that. So the... The route that we have, the idea is that we go in 30-minute increments with start, kind of run it through, and then the next group goes, and, and we're going to kind of divide it. We don't know how many people are going to be there. I know there's a, kind of a Google form I think you were playing with, Tony, just, or whatever. Just created it today, yeah. Actually yeah. put it in the uh, the newsletter. Yep, and so that'll help us kind of understand you know how many we're going to need to go. Uh, it'll be the same route for everyone, though. Um, the, the idea is just to start at maybe a different time. So if folks get there really early, the park opens, I think at eight, I think is when the, it opens. Um, there will be a line for check-in. So be ready for that. If you get there at eight. Um, and then, uh, when we, we kind of set off, we're going to try to have an early group go out and then, you know, followed by other groups and then, uh, try to have a good, good time for, for lunch as well to everybody come back and kind of graze and grab some food. But yes, Jimmy, we're not going to try to put, 50 jeeps on one route going out kind of thing yeah, there's probably going to be a, quite a few more rigs on this one because the last one was uh an unofficial unorganized organized event <laughs> and uh 
we had what almost 20, 20 rigs going down those trails. Oh, and that's the other thing we're going to make sure we do is we're going to count the damn jeeps this time. Because <laughs> it was like it was like seventeen or nineteen. I don't know. It was somewhere in between there. <laughs> and then we had some that once we started, they're like, hey, "I'm just going to join this group." All of a sudden, we had a couple in here like, "Where are you from?" Well, we're just well, around actually, here. I think Guy was up there with somebody else or just drove up. I don't think he actually came to the event. He just joined our group. So one other thing I want to add to there, though, with that different groups, though, we're not going to com- like aggregate people by like, oh, well, this group is only 35 and above or this is that. We don't want to separate anyone. So if you're going to have a group coming out and you're going to have different Jeeps in your group at different levels, you know, you're going to get to wheel together. So we're not going to break it up and say, no, you, you have to go on this one because you've got this experience level or this. It's nothing like that. It's We're going to use time to kind of help separate the groups rather than different. So the trail map that we have, as we mentioned, it's got several optional lines. It's got several obstacles you can tackle along the way. And it's got plenty of bypass lines for anyone who's not comfortable taking it. And uh, we don't we don't try to impart pressure for anyone to take a line that they're not comfortable with. So, right. And, um, and, they, and they, may really feel, they, they may feel awkward about uh, stepping up and asking them the questions as well because they don't want to be uh, singled out as uh, somebody that just, you know, isn't a, an off-roader. And, and they won't be the only ones, right? There'll be plenty of people. I know we have one guy that's coming with us who's going to be there at the event. He's not comfortable. We, we took him out on one of our pre-runs, and, you know, that was the first time he'd really been on any kind of uh, difficult terrain, and he was learning as well. So it, it's... This is not one that you need to go out and be ready to tackle the Rubicon no, to be able to tackle. No. This is it, it's really more about course. just coming together and talking and having fun and uh, using our Jeeps right. for what God intended them to be. Now, at the, the afternoon... Get everybody through the trail. That way we do it as a group. Right. Yep. right. And then in the afternoon, after the main run is over with, there are some breakout groups we can have. If you wanted to go on more difficult trails, there's definitely some out there to do. Um, I think... Well, that's what you guys did in the afternoon, uh, wasn't it? On uh, what, what do you keep calling it, a TRO or something? It's a FMTRO, and we're actually going to – that's part of what we're doing on the 21st is finish mapping out the second half of that. Um, it's the longest trail in the park, and it's it's not it, – there's plenty of bypasses, but bulk of it, the, the majority of that trail is not really designed for stock rigs, <laughs> to say that. Right. Um, but there, there are plenty of bypasses you can take, but to really enjoy that trail, it's a little bit harder of a trail. Um, and there'll still be plenty of people to spot you. So if you want to hang around after the main run and after you eat and everything else, um, also, if you're going to be there camping, you know, we, we are going to do some night wheeling Friday night and Saturday night. We're going to get out and try to do, uh, some of the trails after dark and kind of go run out there, not to interfere with the campfire. We don't want to interfere with that. Right. But, um, we do want to get some good night wheeling. Ooh, I'm going to have to buy some, buy and install some lights. This is where. Lights before lock, lights before lockers, light bars for lockers. This is where your chance to shine. So, you know, it is, oh, that like would be fun. Be weather and a bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you should you should drag the XJ out there then if you're going to use some night wheeling. I mean, it shouldn't overheat at night. It'll be a little bit cooler and be good to go. Yeah, I got I got work to do the the, the, the XJ before it goes anyplace. So. And a trailer to buy. <laughs> well somebody was saying i should rent uh just rent a u-haul then and tell them i'm uh, moving my daughter to college or something not not, not dragging a <laughs> Andrew did that. four thousand pound x year around so so we didn't mention uh chuck our uh, kansas city uh, our kansas rancher that uh, is bringing his 18 wheeler down and uh 
three all metal Jeeps. Uh, and I mean, he's got, a, as far as I can remember, he's got an entourage coming he, and he is providing the, uh, the beef for us as well, since he is a rancher. Uh, and, uh, so, uh, what was it? Was he five Jeeps all in all that was, that was coming down old Jeeps, uh, the scrambler being one of them. He's got a scrambler, a two, a, and a seven, I think for sure. And I think that there's also a CJ five. He said that's like his dad's Jeep. Mm-hmm. He's not going to feel right. That's just going to be eye candy for anybody right. who wants to look right. at it. So this is a big deal. I mean, uh, Chuck's coming down with uh, with uh, beef uh, to feed us and uh, uh, eye candy on these uh, these very old jeeps that he has and uses. He uses them on the ranch. So uh, really, really happy that Chuck's coming down. Him and his family, and I think his neighbor as well. Put a roll cage on just for the event. Yeah, that's right. He's he's really excited about coming down. In fact, the June fourth date was the one that uh, he said he was available. So we just said, "Hell yeah!" We it's a good excuse for us all to get together again. I wanted to do another event anyway. So uh, hey, let me ask you this quick question, John, and and feel free to say no. That's a dumb idea. We've got Zoom. Would it be a good idea that once we've collected some people's uh, names, as far as uh, that they're going to come out to the uh, come out to the event, maybe do up a Zoom meeting and just talk about anything that they might want to ask questions? I mean, especially if they're brand yeah. new to the Jeep world uh, and they're scared about coming out there, they're scared about damaging their Jeep. Uh, that uh, we could uh, talk them through it, talk them down, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. I think that'd be a great idea. And I think that, uh, you know, there's several of us that know the park pretty well and we can, we can field questions and answer whatever, whatever we want. And, um, one thing I wanted to, to add though, before you went on from there, that was remember the June 4th date was also picked. I think Chuck's got a son that's going off to army ranger school. Yep. And that was one of the big, so it's a lot of it is also kind of a, a good send off to his, his son that's about to go off to, to the training. Yep, last event, uh, last time he could uh, actually do do an off road event with his dad. So that's a uh, that's a real. I'm glad you mentioned that, John. Yeah, I think a Zoom call though uh, would be would be great, and we could do that anytime. I'm going to put together a uh, a flyer of sort. I think that's going to have some of the information. We're still trying to work out. The, we got, like I said, the one last little bit of the trail that we've got a trail loop that we need to work out, um, and then uh, we can put that together and. Uh, Provide all the information needed. Yep, and uh, we do need to get. Uh, when I say we, I probably me. I need to get together some information, some basic information for for people to to review and get an, an idea. Because um, the I think the hardest part. Some people like this, but I think for many people, the hardest part for getting out and doing something is the nervousness of well, how do I get there? How far is that? Where is the where's the gas available? Of course, Marble Falls is within five miles of the park. So if you can make it five miles, then you can uh, you can get fuel in Marble Falls. Uh, and of course, I didn't know that when I, I first went out there. So uh, it's something that that we just take for granted because we know it because we've been there before. Uh, but uh, like bathrooms, the the park has you know nice bathrooms. They even have showers in the bathrooms. So uh, I, I wouldn't say it's you know a five star uh, hotel or anything like that. But if you're full of dust and sweat and you want to get cooled off and uh, get that grease off of you uh, for uh, the if you're staying the night or you just want to have a good ride home, uh, you can you can use those uh, those facilities. So uh, the park is very nice. It's it's really pretty. Uh, and, uh, I've, I've just really been taken with it from the first time I went there. And I know there's other parks in Texas and, and, and nearby that I want to go to, but uh, I'm having a good time at, uh, Hidden Falls Adventure Park. 
All right, guys. Well, that's a, that's about an hour show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here, and I certainly uh, want to thank the uh, the Zoom people for being here. I think we had uh, like twenty one people here at, at one point, uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a really good audience. Uh, I mean, we could do more. We can do up to a hundred. So I'd like to see that that hundred thing. But boy, could you imagine? We talk all all over each other now. Could you imagine a hundred people uh, being in here? I'd like to see it happen though. All right, so keep coming back for more Jeep Talk Show. If you have uh, any ideas, questions, or topics for the roundtable, I'd love to hear from you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find out how you can email me with your questions. And by the way, John, I did go and look for your questions, but it was in Discord. <laughs> I didn't know how far how far to go back and scroll. I should have uh, copied and pasted them someplace whenever you sent them to me. So uh, I do appreciate you, uh, you sending those, uh, those topics and questions. Uh, hey, you want to join the Zoom meeting, go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you'll see a meeting link and a password. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time uh, is when we start the recording, but you know, you can get here a little soon. Uh, also, too, you can go to our Discord server, which is you know kind of like the, uh, the Zoom meeting, uh, but uh, more of a texting situation. So until next week, we will uh, maybe hopefully see you on the trail. Casting since 2010.